This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. One of the most underrated parts of a trip is that flight home. And that's why Delta Airlines tries to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Now, for somebody like me that's a homebody, feeling at home in the air is very valuable to me. And I love to curate that comfortable experience. And what I love about Delta is they have over a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. They have Wi-Fi so I can do anything else that I want to do on my devices. They have great food and drink, and it just creates a positive end to my trip. They have fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment, and they have premium food options and beverages like herbal teas, cold brew, sparkling wine, and more. All of the comforts that you'll find at home, you can find in a flight experience that feels made just for you. You may not be home yet, but Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit more like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. This episode is brought to you by Happy Mammoth. Listen, over the last weekend, I went to a family reunion. And unfortunately, that fell on that particular time of the month that all of the women know what I'm talking about. So I had an attitude I wanted to eat everything, and I was in the South, which means I wanted to eat everything that was terrible for me. And overall, I just wasn't feeling it. I had a great time, just wasn't feeling like myself. Now it's easier to manage PMS with estro control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the show code BLESSED at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code BLESSED for 15% off today. Today with Amazon Business, Shannon Stuckey of Walburn Woodworking helped her team buy 63 circular saws. Okay, Andy, take it easy. Now she uses her time to focus on growing something big. Buy smarter, dream bigger. Visit Amazon Business, your partner for smart business buying. This episode of the Black Girl Boss Podcast is brought to you by FreshBooks. FreshBooks is a super simple invoicing solution that lets you create and send slick, professional-looking invoices in seconds. I personally use FreshBooks in my business to send invoices to my clients, to send recurring invoices to monthly clients. I use it to track my expenses. I actually switched over um, from using QuickBooks to using FreshBooks. And to be honest, that not just because they're a sponsor, but I truly love FreshBooks because it's just super duper easy. It's very user friendly. So I can log on to my FreshBooks dashboard and see exactly what my business, how my business is doing. Um, I can see uh, when my invoices are going to be sent out. I can see what invoices are passed 
do, who I need to follow up with, all of that good stuff. So I love FreshBooks. It allows me, I can take a picture of my receipt, upload it right into FreshBooks, and it'll track all of my expenses for me. And to be honest, my favorite part about FreshBooks, though, is that if I need to have a question or if I need help with anything, I can just call and talk to a real person. I know a lot of um, these invoicing softwares, you got to call and, and, and deal with these automated systems. So FreshBooks, somebody picks up super quick and I get to talk to a live person and get help on what I'm looking for. So I definitely suggest that for all of you guys that are trying to get better with your expenses, get find a new invoicing solution um, or just find a better way to run your business on the back end. Definitely check out FreshBooks for free for 30 days by just going on www.gofreshbooks.com slash black girl boss and enter black girl boss podcast in the how did you hear about us section. So one more time, go to www.gofreshbooks.com slash black girl boss. Let's start the show. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny his way. Hey guys, it's Tatum and welcome to episode 56 of the Black Girl Boss podcast. So today, you guys, I want to talk about seasons and it took me a while to really sit down and do this episode because I knew that seasons was going to be today's topic, but I wanted to kind of figure out how I was going to go about attacking this topic. Um, There's so many things that we can talk about when it relates as it relates to seasons. We can talk about seasons in, in relationships, seasons in friendships, seasons in business. We can talk about seasons from so many different angles, but... um. I decided that today I really wanted to talk about seasons as it relates to being a new entrepreneur, because a lot of you guys who are listening to this podcast are aspiring entrepreneurs. You guys are new entrepreneurs. So you may have an idea um, that you want to make into a business. You may have um, a business, but it's still in its very uh, developmental stages. And some of you guys are career women and men as well, um, but enjoy listening to this podcast, too. Uh, But and I do believe that you guys can get something from out of this as well. But I really wanted to talk about seasons from a new entrepreneur's perspective. So I I broke it down and I feel like new entrepreneurs go through four different seasons. So I'm going to go through each season um, and then tell you some things that you should prioritize in that season, as well as some things that you should um, be careful about or be mindful of in that season. So the first season for new entrepreneurs, is oftentimes that season of discovery. It's that season where that light bulb goes off either on a business idea or the light bulb goes off and uh, your circumstances where you come to the decision of becoming an entrepreneur. That's that season of discovering what entrepreneurship is and, and discovering that that's what you want for your life or that's what your life is destined to become. Um, it could be that season where you're in your nine to five and you're realizing, oh my goodness, this is not for me. Like I'm not meant to work for somebody else. It could be that season where you just had 
a baby and and you're looking at your child and you're trying to figure out like, man, I want to create something that my child can have. Like I want to create a legacy for my child. It could be that that time that light bulb could go off while you're in college and you're like, man, I'm doing all this work to go work for somebody else. Or it could be that time where you're in a, a senior level role at a Fortune 500 company and you're realizing that you're that you didn't get that promotion and so you're you're looking at your your career thinking like man I've put in all this work for corporate America and uh, I want something else I want to put in this work for something for me something I can leave my kids so however you come about the decision of entrepreneurship or did the light bulb goes off for you to to do something entrepreneurial then that's when you enter into that season of discovery for me personally um my season of discovery came right after college when I realized that um, I realized that I was not meant to work a nine to five. Now, I do want to be specific here because a lot of people think that because you hate your job, you're not meant to work a nine to five or because you don't get along with your boss or you don't get along with people at work or you're just lazy. If we're going to call a spade a spade or you're just lazy and don't want to wake up and go somewhere um, that you're not supposed to work a nine to five. Like that's not the same. It's two totally different things to just be a bad employee and to not be meant to work a nine to five. um, when I worked in the when I had nine to fives and I worked in corporate America, I was a great employee. Um, I got I had I got uh, accolades all the time at work. I accomplished a lot of things at work. I made my companies a lot of money um, that I worked for. I had a great attitude every day. Everybody loved me. I probably had the most Christmas gifts um, at the end of the year because of the relationships that I had with people and because I did such great work. So um, I do want to put that out there. Don't think that because you feel like I'm not meant to work a nine to five that you're supposed to just be this terrible employee. Because I always figure once. Once it came time for me to hire employees, I do not. If I don't want to hire myself, then I need to do something different while I'm in this season of still having a job. So for that, somebody might have needed that that's listening. Um, so for you guys that still have jobs and, and you're working your business on the side um, and you know that a nine to five isn't the end goal for you. So you just at work like whatever. This is temporary. Don't don't do that. Not not because you need to be impressing anybody or because you're working to get some type of promotion at work or because you're you're turning into this corporate person it don't do it for the sake of you wouldn't want somebody to do that to you when you get to the point of your hiring um you get to the point that you're hiring employees so yes if you don't want to hire yourself then you need to do some things differently at work so anyway, this season of discovery, when you find out that you want to start a business, this is a fun season because then this is the season that doesn't really require much work. <laughs> this is the season that more so requires uh, or you more so get into reading a lot of books or listening to podcasts or watching things on TV or on YouTube or whatever, just to get an understanding of entrepreneurship or business or you following people on Instagram that 
live these glamorous uh, entrepreneurial lifestyles. This that's the season um, that most people are in when they first get their business idea. And that's where a lot of what a lot of people do when they first get that business idea and decide that they're going to be an entrepreneur. Um, but in this season, I want to point out that it's important when you figure out that you, that when or when you enter into this season of discovery, that the two things that you really have to prioritize are research and introspection. Now, let's start with research. When you're in this season, you have to prioritize research because let's just go with statistics 90 over 90 percent of businesses fail within the first year and just because you start a business does not mean it's going to be successful just because you want to be a successful entrepreneur does not mean the business that you start in this season is going to be successful Um, now that's not to say that you won't be a successful entrepreneur td jake said in his um, book soar that we talked about last year um, that the via the business is not the dream the business Business is just a vehicle that gets you to that dream. So just because this business that you start may fail or um, doesn't mean that you aren't going to be a successful entrepreneur, it just means it wasn't the vehicle to take you there. But you have to know and, and mitigate that risk of is this going to be the vehicle to take me there? And the only way that you're going to really do that is through research. So really research your industry, really figure out how your business is going to be set apart from other businesses. What is your unique selling proposition? That's one of the foundational things you need to figure out about your business before you even get started. The problem is people really want to people go from ideas to launch in two days and wonder why they're not successful. It doesn't really work like that. You have to do the groundwork. And a part of that is doing the research and doing the research in the discovery phase. So before you spend the time and the money on on the second season that we're going to talk about, you need to really do the research to see if it's worth it. You know, um, a good example of this is I had said a few mm, last year sometime that there was a new business that I was going to start in 2019 um, and the business that I was going to start was with other people and so I had discovered we did our research prior to making a decision to start that business um, and it was a great a great business as far as financial goes my biggest thing was there are so many of that particular business that we were going to start that ours had to be different I wasn't going to do it at all unless ours had a very distinct unique selling proposition because that'll make the marketing easy easier as well as we'll be meeting a different need um, that the other businesses didn't and so we we came up with that before even um, starting the business. So we already knew, okay, cool. This is our unique selling proposition. This is what we're going to do. This is how much money that we're going to need to start this. All of this came from research. This is how much money we're going to need to start this. This is when we're going to have the money by ready break. Like that was the plan. We're going to start it in 2019. So recently I had saw another business um, just like that one. Now this is, these are brick and mortar businesses. So it's a little bit different than the coaching or anything that's more um, uh, digital. So 
I saw a business that was that was uh, the same business that we were going to start and the unique selling proposition was the same. So pretty much somebody did it first. So I'm like, so I called them. I'm like, hey, um, we need to talk about this because th- um, so this is already happening under this same unique selling proposition. Are we still going to do this? My vote was no we don't need to do it because why spend the time and energy and money doing something that somebody else has already done and they have the unique selling proposition that we've already come up with you might as well just go ahead and and bow out now before we spend any more before we spend any money and before we spend any more time um to this and so everybody agreed like you know yeah cool we gonna cut our losses keep your eyes open for other opportunities whatever that was that but doing that research early and developing that unique selling proposition early allowed us to and then seeing that someone else did it allowed us to really make an informed decision about what it is that we were going to do now I'm a firm believer that if we would have continued to do that anyway if we would have let our egos get involved and be like okay they may be doing it and they may be doing it under this same um, or from this same angle but they can't do it like us so we're going to do it anyway and for the type of business that we were starting that just wasn't going to work at the end of the day um, it was not a, it wouldn't have been a good decision for us to move forward we would have done this it would have looked great on Instagram but it would have probably not been um, successful or would have been hard to sustain because it's already being done and so a lot of you guys may be like well what does that mean for me Tatum I want to start this business but uh, there's a lot of people doing it I want to start um, let's say I want to start a Hmm. I want to start a boutique because that's the number one, I think, idea that people have. But I want to start a boutique. But so what does that mean for me? There's a lot of boutiques out there. Should I just not start my business? I'm not telling you to not to to not start your business. I'm telling you to do a lot of research to figure out, is it the best business decision for you to do that? Now, other people doing what you're doing is doesn't mean that you're that you can't do it, too. That's why unique selling propositions exist. You know, a unique selling proposition is probably my favorite thing to talk about. And it's, it's the first thing that comes to my mind when it comes to any business, because they're just never going to be unless you invent something, there's probably going to be people already doing what you're doing. So you have to figure out what is it about my business that makes it unique. If I'm starting a boutique, why would people come to my boutique and not somebody else's? What can I offer in my boutique that's different? If I'm selling hair, um, what is it uh, about my hair that makes people come to me as opposed to somebody else? That unique selling proposition is what's going to make or break you. So it's important that you do that, that you come up with that first in the idea phase of your business so that once you actually get to the launched part once you actually get to the point where you're accepting clients and things like that or accepting orders or whatever it is whatever your business is it's easier to sell you don't have to convince me that I need um, better skincare products for dry skin specifically because most products cater to people with oily skin so me as a dry as a person with dry skin I kind of feel left out so you developing a skincare skincare line there are plenty of skincare lines out there but you developed a skincare line 
designed specifically for people with dry skin. So now in all of your marketing, you're specifically talking to me. So now me and all the other dry skin people of America are coming to you as opposed to the other places because you create something unique for me. Your angle is different. So you're able to to reach a, a more niche demographic. So, um, yeah, that's why it's important to do the research in this discovery season. So you could figure out if your idea is worth pursuing. I wish I could tell you, oh, you have an idea. Go for it. You want to start a business? Go like, no, if it don't make sense, if you don't have a unique selling proposition that's going to allow you to uh, approach your marketing in a a different way that allows you to stand out from your competitors, then you should probably um, hold off on that until you come up with that. And if you can't come up with that USP, then it's probably not the right, the right business for you. Go back to the drawing board, you know, pray and ask God what direction that he wants you to go into. Um, so yes, in this season of discovery, you have to prioritize doing your research, doing your homework, understanding your industry, understanding what your competitors are doing. So you know how to develop that unique selling proposition. And uh, a great practice in this discovery phase is to do a business plan. Now, I don't think business plans are necessary for um, businesses. They they come in, they come into play mostly when you want um Mostly when you want like investors and things like that, but the your department of commerce is not asking for a business plan as a prerequisite to starting a business. But business plans are a great practice because it allows you to flesh out all the intimate details of your business that you don't normally think about. So I'm a definitely a proponent of having a business plan because of the practice of it. Um, so yes, in that discovery phase, do that research, come up with your unique selling proposition. And also do some introspection Um, and and introspection just means take a look at yourself because we always talk about how trendy entrepreneurship is and how um, you can go online and see all these successful people and all of this, this stuff, all these pretty pictures about the lifestyle. But you got to make sure you're ready to go on this journey to get to the point of having those things. You have to make sure you're ready to go on this journey of being an entrepreneur. Um, A lot of you guys know I'm currently in the process of getting my MBA. And one of the assignments that I had to do recently, I thought was a pretty dope assignment where um, we had to set our goals for ourselves for the next, I think it was five years. Um, And so I said, I I set my goals for my business for, I came up with goals for them (laughs) for my business. And um, a part of that was we had to do like a gap analysis. So we had to really figure out where we are at as it relates to those goals and where our weaknesses were and how we can strengthen those weaknesses to be able to um, reach those goals. So, for example, one of my goals was to have like a team uh, in my business and um when I was doing when I was doing the exercise, I fig- I realized that there were some qualities of myself that I needed to strengthen in order to handle the team that I was asking for. So I needed to strengthen my uh, trust in other people, because if you don't trust other people to do things, then you're not going to build a successful team because it's not going to work. You know, then I'm going to end up doing everything myself anyway, or and, and not as a fault to them, but of a fault to me because of my trust issues. Um, So I'm going to end up doing things anyway. I'm going to end up, um, 
I'm going to end up uh, not building them up the way that I need to. So I, I realized that there were some sh- some areas that I need to strengthen in as a leader in order to be able to build and retain the type of team that I said that I wanted. So I thought that was interesting because I th- I've thought about that, but there were areas of leadership that I didn't necessarily think about because even though um, I have a business, I more so do most of my business myself. So looking ahead five years from now, I don't plan on operating my business in the same way. So in order for me to handle that, I got to start developing those skills um, and strengthening those weaknesses now so that when those those X amount of years come around, I'm prepared for what it is I'm asking for. So this is where introspection comes in for you guys who are, who are in this discovery season of getting your feet wet in this entrepreneurial thing. Do some introspection. Are you bad at managing your time? If so, you need to really work on that in order to handle um, entrepreneurship because starting out, you're going to probably have to balance your nine to five with your business. And it's not going to work if you if you don't know how to uh, manage your time. If you are struggling in that area, definitely go back to I think it was episode 54, the first episode of the year where we talked about creating that discipline to succeed, um, to get some tips on how to do that. But that's something you got to ask yourself. Do you know how to handle money? Money. Do you know how to stick to to a budget? If you can't stick to a budget in your personal life, then you're probably going to just be spending your business money all willy nilly as well. So really figuring out like, okay, let me get stronger in uh, my finances. How are you when it comes to getting things done? Are you do you make excuses or do you execute? You really ask yourself these questions. And if if you're an excuse maker, figure out how you can get better at being more productive and get in um, execute executing more so than making excuses. These are the things that's going to prepare you for the things that the next season that's coming, you know, doing that research, coming up with that unique selling proposition for your business, taking an introspective look at yourself and the areas that you need to strengthen to prepare to be a successful entrepreneur. That's those are the things that you have to prioritize in that season. Something that you should be that you really have to be careful about in that season, the season of discovery is distractions because when you decide that you seriously are going to be an entrepreneur because people be playing when you um decide that you're seriously going to be an entrepreneur yeah things are going to shift because you have to balance so many things that are going on in your life with that business that you're starting your time gets little and little your time for nonsense your time for distractions your time for bs gets smaller and smaller so is it, but it's also easier for you to get distracted and you probably don't even realize all of the things that you waste time on now like how you're how you when you first wake up you're scrolling on Instagram for an hour before even getting out to bed like that's an hour that could be allocated somewhere else or how you spend so much time um, talking on the phone with your friends as opposed to working on your business or the second somebody sends you a text message whatever it is that you were doing at that time goes out the window because now you're zoned in on what's going on in the group chat. So distractions are something that are really that can really, really um, knock you off pace when it comes to this season because you're not used to being disciplined yet. So it's a lot easier for you to get distracted. 
Um, and one thing I've also learned is distraction is one of the tools of the devil to keep you from the promises that God has for you. Uh, somebody once told me if the devil can't destroy you, then he's going to distract you. And and I, I really take that to heart. So even for myself, if I find myself being very um, not as productive as normal or if I find myself just getting caught up in frivolous things or getting distracted, then I'm like, oh, no, no, no. The devil think he about to play me. I need to get back on my stuff. Like that's something I have to really. Uh, tell myself too so be careful um, of those distractions and to be real like a lot of people I talk about skipping steps a lot because so many people do it when you are first in this discovery phase and you're building your business you don't need to be worried about like how to make your Instagram pretty you should probably just delete your social media altogether and focus on the foundation of your business there's so much that needs to happen before you even get to the point of being on social media marketing your business. There's so much that needs to happen. And social media is such a distraction. You get caught up scrolling and looking at somebody else. I say it all the time. Like, don't compare your your chapter your chapter three to somebody else's chapter 30 but social media is, it, it gets you caught up in that or you look and you see somebody selling a course on on how to get 100 followers today or how to turn your your likes to sales or whatever like all of that stuff is valuable but not right now you know what I mean it, you skipping steps worry about your unique selling proposition first because you might not even need to be on Instagram depending on your business you know what I mean or or worry about fixing uh, that fixing those things within yourself to get you ready for what you're about to get into in the entrepreneur uh, lifestyle before you're even on there. So if I was you guys and I was in this discovery phase of um, or this discovery season, just get rid of social media altogether and focus on the things that we talked about so that by the time you get back on, you're more prepared, you're less distracted, you're less likely to get caught up in things that will get you caught up now. And um, I, I made a note on here as, and in this season of discovery, it's important to note that everybody isn't going to understand what you're doing, but just do it anyway and forget them. You know, my favorite quote, y'all going to hear me say it forever is don't listen to anybody. Everybody's scared. Jay-Z said that. And um, when you start making these decisions, when you start turning down social invites because you're building a business, uh, people ain't going to really like that. It's cute. It's cute to say you're an entrepreneur until it's time to make sacrifices. Because when them sacrifices come, that's when you find out like who's really about this life and who's not. And when you start making those sacrifices or you start uh, moving a little bit differently, you start figuring out who's really your friends and who's not, who really only cares about you when it's time to turn up and who really cares about you fulfilling your dreams. I think it's the same thing as when you decide to live your life for God and you're not doing the things that you used to do. You you're not going to the club no more. You're not turning up no more. You ain't cussing people out no more. You're not rolling up on your girl with your girls. Uh, you're not rolling up with your girl to her man's house no more. Or you're not fighting no more. When you decide to change certain things and live for God, 
people don't like that. You know what I mean? Everybody doesn't understand that. And it, and it can be very lonely. It's the same thing when it comes to business. It can be very lonely. You know, every everybody will come to your launch party and they won't spend no money, though. But everybody will come to your launch party and be all excited about um, your business and saying congratulations. But when you going through it, when you ain't had a sale in three weeks and you're trying to figure out, oh, God, like, I don't know if this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And you try to call that person and you can't, you know, it, everybody's just really not going to understand what you're doing. So so it's important in this phase as you transition into being an entrepreneur and building a business, building a legacy, whatever your motive, motivation is, that you understand that sometimes you have to go through it alone. And if you're not comfortable being alone, then that's one of the things that you need to work on prior to entering into this lifestyle. Be comfortable being alone. You're not going to be alone forever. You know, pray and ask God to, to send people into your um into your life who understand or send people into your life who are entrepreneurs as well. But be comfortable being alone because it's going to require that of you sometimes. Okay, so that brings me to the next season of entrepreneurship, of new entrepreneurship, which is uh, the trenches. And boy, I know the trenches all too well. The trenches is when you like looking crazy. The trenches is when you wake up, your hair all over the place, your eyes bloodshot red. You got a migraine because you ain't been sleeping. And the times you are asleep, you dreaming about what's going on in your business. You wake up, you just looking through your planner. You got um, all these, these goals you want to meet. You got these people you meeting up with. You're doing a lot. You doing a lot and you don't necessarily see the result of it. That's the trenches where you're trying out different things to see if this marketing strategy works and then it doesn't. So you got to switch it up and then you try another marketing strategy like, oh, that worked. So let me keep doing that. Okay, so how am I going to do this? It's when you really figuring it out. The trenches is the part. The trenches is what we talk about every week. The trenches was really uh, where uh, me and Milan's businesses both were last year. The trenches is the most difficult part of entrepreneurship, but it is the most important because the trenches is where you learn so much about your business, where you learn so much about yourself. The trenches is what separates the the real or who comes out of the trenches is what separates the real from the people that's playing. Um, the trenches are a serious is a serious season and the trenches is not to be underestimated. And a lot of y'all like, yes, because y'all under y'all know what the trenches is like. The trenches is what you've been in and you you determined to get out of it in 2018 you know what I'm saying though the trenches is serious because that's when you start second guessing yourself that's when you asking God like you know God is this really for me I'm not seeing the results I'm not making no money I'm doing all of this stuff I'm taking all of these courses like what is going on the trenches is like oh my god like seriously the trenches are sorry man yeah I'm, I'm getting passionate about the trenches because it is so freaking real um but it is so necessary um I went through like two I think I, I kind of went through two periods of the trenches as you guys know I, my first business my youth program and I would like to think the trenches for that, it definitely didn't compare to my 2017 trenches, but the trenches for that was more so in 2016 
when I was I was out of my discovery phase, I hired a business coach. I was growing my youth program business and I was just like, this is a lot. Like I, I was going to work. I know because I'm self-employed now, I don't talk as much about that time of having a job. So forgive me, you guys, um, for not for I guess kind of not speaking on that season as much. Um, but that season of being in the trenches was serious because like I told y'all before, I would go to, I would wake up early, work on my business. I would go to work. I would leave work. Um, my youth program was an after school program provider in my community. So I would leave work. I would go facilitate the program at the school. Um, I would leave the school and go home and then work on my business some more. And then because I left my little deal I made with my boss and my job was on Thursdays, Thursdays was when I did the program Thursdays I would leave work early but I would make myself available in the evening for anything I might have missed so that was our deal so after I left the school I would go home but I would still be online for for work just to to kind of catch up on anything that I've I missed out on during that um, that that transit period or during that time where I was working um, doing the program or driving to the program or whatever. And um, and I will also work a little bit more as well, because I knew that my boss was kind of helping me out as far as letting me take let me leave work early on Thursdays or telework more often so that I can do my youth program. So I would work a lot. So I would leave from the school and come back home and log in on my computer. And then the next day, or there might be days where I would leave the school and go to the buildings that I was cleaning in order to pay for my business coach and to fund things in my business. So I would do, I would go from the school to the building and then come home and log on for work. Like the trenches was serious for me. My money was super funny. Like I, I was cleaning those buildings because I needed the money, but I was still not doing much um, as far as my finances went. Like I was still eating spaghetti all the time or or taking PB, PB&Js to work to eat for lunch or doing favors for people at work so that they can buy me lunch. Um, like it was it was real, you know, figuring out like I'm working so hard. I'm doing all of this. Like, when am I going to be able to reach my dream of leaving my job? Like I can it, it seemed like it's never going to happen for me to leave my job with what's going on right here. That was a serious time in, in my entrepreneurial journey because it was so mentally taxing um, during that time because I was just doing so much. You know what I mean? And a lot of you guys are in that position as well. You feel like you're doing so much, like you're working on your business, you're working your nine to five, you're there for your friends, you're there for your family, you're doing all of this, but you seem like you're not getting anywhere. And and you have to understand that that's just a part of being in the trenches. I'm sorry that I can't soften it up more than that, <laughs> um, but that's just a part of being in the trenches and it is going to work out. It's important that you don't give up because uh, there is light at the end of the tunnel. There's so many lessons that you learn in the trenches that are just necessary. Um, one of my biggest lessons during that time of working my nine to five with my business and cleaning buildings and doing all that stuff was how to was time management. So that when all of those things were eliminated, I could still run my schedule like that. I could still schedule in. Um, I could still run my business on a tight schedule because a lot of people think that if you uh, eliminate the nine to five, then all of a sudden you're going to be productive. That's not how that works, because time was literally of the essence for me in that 
um, in that season, I now know how to schedule myself to where I'm getting stuff done. You know, because money was so tight in that season, I'm now able to look at my finances and be like, do you really need that? Or do you can you give that up or look at my business expenses and be like, I can give I can um, I can get rid of that or figuring out ways around things like when the power of broke is real. Uh, th- that's a book by Damon John. I always talk about um, in, it, in in that book. He says how when you have limited resources is when you're the most creative. So that uh, that's a lot of times the beauty of being in the trenches is, is how you're able to get creative and figure things out because that's the only option that you have. So for you guys who are in that, in the trenches right now, you know, you want to be self-employed, but you just don't see it. Don't give up because it's going to happen. Um, another season of me being in the trenches that was just the trenches with my youth program before I quit before I left my nine to five it got even realer when I left my nine to five the oh god y'all it was serious and the thing about that was was I was growing in my relationship with God too so me and God was cool in 2016 like you know I prayed I went to church every week but that relationship I tried to like uh, watch my habits, you know, not do too much uh, sinning <laughs> during that year. But um, it wasn't until 2017 where my relationship with God, I really got serious with it. And so the second phase of my trenches came when um, I left my job. Now, I left my job because I heard God tell me it was time to leave. This episode is brought to you by NPR. As a Black woman, it is just so important to have Black stories and to see myself represented in the media. As a mother of two beautiful Black little boys, it's important for me to show them representations of themselves in the media so that they can be inspired and know that the possibilities are endless for them and their futures, and also so that they can see their stories told. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Shout out to Clarendon for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. It's that season, y'all. And by season, I mean allergy season. 
I'm someone who has seasonal allergies and it's the worst. My nose gets stuffy. My throat gets scratchy. Sometimes I'll come on and want to record my podcast and sound like a grown man. But luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I have been using Claritin D for many years. One of the biggest struggles that I have with my allergies is that they usually cause sinus problems as well. So Claritin D has been such a relief for me because it addresses not just the allergies, but the sinus issues that happen as a result of the allergies. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. And I've told y'all this story before about how I, I thought that, yes, I've been going through all this. I've, I've been working with my coach for this long. Um, I don't I don't wrote out my resignation letter. I've been reading it every day for motivation. I've been doing all this stuff like, yes, it's time for me to go. It's about to take off. Now I'm good. And that's not what happened. And I was also when I was making a transition from being in um, from doing my youth program to doing um, the business coaching program, as well as this podcast. So in that season, what God was trying to do with me was humble me. God had to really like break me down so that he can build me up. Now, Looking back, I can see that. But in it, it was like, man, what is going on here? Like, is this really for me? Like, I'm doubting myself. Um, you know, migraines every single day. I'm low key. De- I, I I was probably close to being depressed. I don't want to um uh, claim that, but I was just going through it though. <laughs> Excuse me, guys. I was really going through it in that time because it's like, you know, God, I'm working every day because now it's different now because I I was at home every day. My entire day was dedicated to my business. So I'm really working like 12 plus hours a day on my business and seeming and not necessarily seeing the, the fruits of that labor at that time. It was so mentally taxing. And so it was like that that version of the trenches for me was even worse because I didn't I didn't have the nine to five check coming in every two weeks. You know, that's a a part that you a lot of people are not grateful for um, when they're in that season of balancing a nine to five with their business. You got the luxury of a check every two weeks. Try eliminating that and working hard and you not seeing the results of your labor when money is going out, but money is not coming in like that. That is serious. That's a different level of pressure. You know, so being in the trenches for me in that time was just like, 
ridiculous, but God had to do that because he had to, to show me who my blessings were coming from. He had to strengthen my relationship with him in order to bless me with my next season in order to give me the fruits of my labor. He had to make sure that I wasn't going to squander. And that's why I tell you guys the difference between where you're at now and where you want to be is your relationship with God, period. It's not the strategy. It's not what course you want to buy. It's not what coach you hire. It's your relationship with God because that's what it was for me. And that's what it's been for so many people that I've seen. I'll ask people like, have you fat? Have you fasted before? You know, of course, in 2016, 2017 is when I started fasting as well. I'll ask people like, have you fasted? You know, the Bible says some things only come through fasting and prayer. Have you fasted? And I, and and some people will be like, no, you know, or I'll tell them I fast from food every week. And they'd be like, oh, I can't go all day without um without eating. And I in my mind, I'm like, what if God said, oh, I can't I can't give her her million dollars. Oh, because she won't even she won't even turn down her plate for 12 hours for me. Like, I'm not going to bless her with being a full time entrepreneur. She can't even spend 10 minutes a day uh, talking to me. She won't even sit down long enough for me to tell her how she's going to, to become self-employed. You know, or or I can't bless her with all of these clients or these this celebrity clientele because she won't even take the time to uh she won't she values food more than she values obviously her success because she's not even willing to turn down her plate for twelve hours for me. You know what I mean? That's that's how I had to look at things. Like what was I really willing to do in order to get my to get to where I was trying to go in those trenches? Like I was willing to hire my business coach. I was willing to read all of these books. I was willing to take these courses. I was willing to get these certification. I was willing to do all of these things. But for some reason, when it came to my relationship with God, that's when it was like, oh, hold on now. <laughs> you know, and that's what happens with a lot of people. So God had to, to fix that part of me before he can give me any of the success I was looking for. And so a lot of times in those trenches is when you um, have to strengthen your relationship with God as well. And to be honest, in those trenches, all you got is God because it gets real. It gets so real. Like you don't have a choice but to really go to God because it's just the struggle is 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 just overwhelming. It's not fun. It's not sexy. It's not a cute picture to put online. It's none of that. It's it's all of those things that that go on that people can't see. Um, and that and it's also the season that builds character. It's the season that prepares you to be able to handle what's coming next. It's that season that 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 pressure that creates the diamond in you. So it's important not to skip the trenches and it's important to embrace the trenches and not have a, a, a pessimistic mindset about the trenches because you we all need that. So in this season, you guys, it's important that you prioritize your mindset because it's so difficult. Your mindset will be the thing that takes you over the edge. So it's important while you're in the trenches to develop that mindset for you to write down your wins of the week or send and send them to us, send them to me so that I can be able to shout you out on the podcast. It's important that you prioritize that. It's important that you um, write, put your testimonial somewhere that you can see it. So you're reminded of the 
the good things that you're doing. Um, look at all the things and make note of all the things that you've been able to accomplish. Read books, pay and listen to music, watch things that that feed that positivity so that or feed that optimism or feed whatever it is that you need to feed to keep your mindset right so that you can work through these trenches. Also, while you're in the trenches, prioritize doing things the right way. Don't we had a whole episode on don't build sandcastles. So go back and listen to that. But it's important that you do things the right way um, because there are so many people who reach out, people that I talk to who, who ask me questions or want to hire me or something like that. And I don't really understand how you how you skip so many steps. Like people will be like, I um, let's see. Hmm. Hey, I have a graphic design company. Um, I'm looking for a coach for whatever reason. I'm like, okay, cool. So then I'll ask questions like, um, have you legally formed your, or, or they'll tell me I have a graphic design business right now. I have about two clients and I'm looking to bring on about six more with a coach. I'm like, okay, cool. So do you have, is your business formed legally? Oh, I haven't done that yet. Okay. Do you have, um, your tax id number like this is entry level stuff do you have your tax id number oh no i don't have i don't have that yet either well you taking clients but you don't have a tax id number like how are they paying you you know what i'm saying like what what is going on here these are skips that skips these are steps that people skip and it makes no sense because people have this idea where you can just go from well people have this perception that you just you can just go from idea to launch and woohoo you're successful that's not how it works like there's foundations that you have to build you know what is the process of people of acquiring a client what does your sales funnel look like what is your marketing strategy look like to get people into your sales funnel what's the process you know how much does it cost for you to to acquire a client how much are you selling your product for or service for what's your profit margin in that you know what are who do you need to help um execute whatever it is or what type of team members do you need to help execute whatever it is that you're doing like these are the things that don't sound sexy or don't look sexy so people don't talk about it enough and these are the important things so again go back and listen to that don't build sandcastles episode but it's important that while you're in the trenches you're building these things out so that when the 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 promise come when the clients come when the money comes it's smooth sailing you know exactly what it is that you're doing don't ask god for something you're not prepared to receive and in the the trenches is when you're really doing that prepping in your business And also in the trenches is important that you prioritize execution over excuses. We had an episode on that, too. So go back and listen to that, Um, because because mindset is so important in this season, your your mindset will have you make an execute. (laughs) executions I can't talk today your mindset will have you making excuses so you have to definitely be intentional about executing um in this phase or in this season and one thing that that you have to really be careful about when you're in the season of the trenches is thinking that that your business your life or your entrepreneurial journey is some type of race it's it's not a race at all you know your trenches can be one year it can be six months it can be three years it can be five years it can be 10 years it really doesn't matter because everybody's entrepreneurial journey is unique to them you know God may need to do some things within you for those 10 years you know but it's 
it doesn't matter as long as you're making process process progress um so yeah you guys it's not a race don't think that oh and the reason why people think it should be a race is pretty much because somebody's always selling you something of let's say how to launch your business in 12 months or less or how to secure your first client within 30 days of launching there's always a time frame attached to some type of marketing strategy for people who have those type of businesses. I know because I've done it and I understand why they do that from a business owner standpoint, but from a consumer standpoint or putting myself in the shoes of you guys, don't let that, don't let that make you think you have to do something within that time frame. You know, we're programmed for instant gratification. We always want something quick. So because of that, hopping into my marketer shoes because as humans or as consumers we always want something fast it makes sense for the the creators or the uh, business owners to market to you in a way that makes you think you're going to accomplish something quick that makes sense that's good marketing however don't let that get into your psyche so much so that you think that you if you don't do something within a year then you're some type of failure because that's not what it is you know so again and and when you're in the trenches because the struggle is so real in the trenches it'll have you thinking that but it's important that you understand that this is my race I'm gonna put one foot before the other I'm gonna do things correctly Um, I'm gonna listen to God I'm gonna move how he says move in this time and if it takes me five years I'm okay with that because I know that my success is going to be done the right way as opposed to thinking that if it doesn't happen in five weeks that I'm some type of failure. And also it's, imp- uh, I wanted, I had an item to note for the trenches is it's okay to change your mind. It is 100% okay to change your mind. If you look, if you're in the trenches and you doing all of this stuff, you like, okay, Tatum, I'm, uh, I got my mindset together. I'm doing things right. I'm building up the process, the people, the profit in my business. I'm doing all of this, but in all of this, I realized I don't want to do this. That's okay. You know, it's okay for you to change your mind for you to say, I don't want to do this I want to do something else it's it's 100% okay so for the person who is in that position I'm giving you permission to go ahead and change your mind it's your life it's not about what it's not about pleasing the people who are um, criticizing your life it's about your life what makes you happy it's 100% about you Um, and we just get really caught up in what other people think it's not about what other people think it's about us because in those trenches you in those trenches by yourself with the people that you love um the people closest to you but you are not in those trenches with people that's online you really even even if you are in those trenches with people that you love it still doesn't matter what they want it's about what you want uh, a good example of this is when I was doing my youth program making a decision that that wasn't going to be the vehicle that took me to the dream it was like as I was doing it and I was successful at it I realized that I don't like I don't want to do this full time. I don't want this because of all the nuances that goes along with building that type of business. That's not something I want to do. I didn't want to deal with school systems all the time because school systems are cheap. It's politics that go into it. I didn't want to deal with parents all the time because I feel that parents prioritize everything but the the, the development of a healthy of healthy character um, or healthy relationships or healthy self-esteem and things like that and their kids so 
I knew that, but, but because of those things and other factors, I did not want that vehicle to be um, the thing that took me to the dream. So I had to, to pack up my stuff, get off of it and get on the next one. Um, so I had to change my mind. And changing my mind has been very great for me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Changing my mind has allowed me to live my dreams. It's allowed me to, to build a platform like this podcast and talk to thousands of you guys all over the world. You know, it's, it's given me the changing my mind has given me the opportunity to have a successful coaching business. You know, changing my mind has given me the opportunity um, to live my dream on a full time basis. Changing my mind worked out and it's OK for you to change your mind uh, you, what you start don't have to be that the thing that you stick with 24 7 you can you can make adjustments as your life just make sure that you're that you make informed this decisions make sure that um when you get to that point that you go back to the things that you did in your your discovery season which is the research and the introspection make sure you go back to that but it's okay to change your mind <laughs> Okay, so then the next season I wanted to talk about is the season of becoming. The season of becoming is when you finally out those trenches. It's when you are everything that you're work, working, that you've worked so hard for is starting to show. It's that season where it's like, oh man, okay. Okay, God, I see what you were doing there. This is that's the season of becoming. So for me, the fourth quarter of 2017 was my season of becoming. Um, my, I was up in the, I was in the deep in the trenches from 2016. Uh, yeah, quarter one, 2016, up until, matter of fact, I'll say my season of becoming was, um, started in like third quarter of 2017. Fourth quarter was when it really like peaked. But third quarter of 2017 is when I transitioned from the trenches to my season of becoming. And that's when I started getting clients. My income increased. This podcast was doing extremely, uh, and it still is, but the podcast was just doing even better than it had been doing before. Um, I was just seeing the results of everything that I worked so hard for in the trenches. My relationship was is, was going so well. Um, I, I had... Th- I had my mastermind group. I had people in my life who understood what was going on. Like everything was going well. I was getting amazing speaking engagements. I was able to travel and actually take time off from my business for myself. Like it, the season of becoming was just refreshing. It was like, I'm doing Bikram hot yoga right now. So it was like that first drink of cold water after like a 90 minute long hot yoga session. It was just so refreshing um and this and it made the trenches worth it you know um there is another season that I believe that I'm going to enter into in 2018 that I'm not in yet and I'm sure that season is going to be even more refreshing but um this season of becoming is just when you're like okay god when you can really take a, a, a exhale um and in this season it's important for you guys to prioritize celebrating your wins and looking how far looking at how far you've come in in the trenches season you celebrate your wins to keep your mindset on track but the 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 season of becoming is really when that gratefulness comes in because you're able to kind of look like wow i accomplished this i accomplished that and it's important too that we don't get so caught up caught up in the in the grind that we don't come up for air and see when we're actually 
actually in that season of becoming because a lot of us are in that season we just don't realize it because we so used to the the war that we're in when is when we're in the trenches you know we're so used to that constant state of hustle and grind and and all of that stuff that happens in the trenches that we don't realize that we've actually become what it is that we were working so hard for um yeah so it's important in that season of becoming to celebrate your wins and look at how far you've come and it's and in this season of becoming as well you have to be careful of people if there's anything that I've learned in this season and even in previous season is that people will see your potential more than you other people will sniff out your potential more than you and other people will see like oh she's gonna be successful so let me latch on to her let me be her friend even when you don't see it you might still be in the trenches so you're totally oblivious to what's going on um but other people see that like I think about this show that I that I caught on tv called wags that comes on e and it was this girl on there and she was um she was single but she only dated athletes so like she could sniff out an athlete like it was to the point where she went on like a date with this guy and she wanted to do she wanted to pay play ping pong so that she could kind of see how athletic he was because it was that serious that she was in a relationship with an athlete and I thought that was crazy but it's the same thing when it comes to you and the anointing that's on your life other people can sniff that out too they those users those those scammers those people that just want to be connected to you for a come up they sniff that out too you know so it's important when you're in all of these seasons um really to be mindful of people and 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 pray and really ask God for a heightened discernment so you're able to sniff that out like I I'm so grateful to God for discernment because I'll sniff out uh, a user in a heartbeat and I'm also very guarded when it comes to who I let into my um who I'm vulnerable with and who I really let into my circle like I'm really like team no new friends right now because it's just important for me to keep my solid core group around me um and just and and when it comes to new people I'm not saying I'm not open to making new friends but I'm just real real cautious I need to kind of see who who you are before I let you into my life past something professional so yeah so it's definitely important, you guys, that we keep our uh, discernment at an all time high and really pray to God to heighten that in the all of our seasons, really. And the last season that I wanted to talk about is the season of the promised land. So when you've already gone through that season of discovery, you know what you're doing, you got you know what you uh, want to accomplish with your business, you started you did the work on yourself, you developed that unique selling proposition in your business, you then you entered into that season of the trenches where you're just working, working, working to get to that point, you're developing the, the people in the process and the profit in your business, you're developing the the marketing strategies, you're developing the sales funnel, you may even hire a business coach in that time so that you can work with someone who's been to where with who's been where you are um and then you enter into that season of becoming where it's like whoo I've been running in these trenches for so long I didn't realize how far I've come you know I've been grinding so much I didn't even realize how much I've accomplished and then you walk into the 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 season of that promised land where it's like wow this is what you were trying to do God you know like wow this is this is why you had me um 
uh, on my face crying and praying and fasting for so long. This is why you had me, why you had me stop drinking. This is why you had me stop having sex. This is why you had me do all these things. Cause at this, you know, that's that promised land. Um, and I'm not in it yet. I, I, I truly believe that my promised land season is 2018, uh, because of the things that God has showed me. Um, but yeah, that's a, a great season as well. And I think the season of becoming and the, the promised land, uh, so beautiful that they make the trenches in the season of becoming worth it. So it's important that you don't skip those those seasons because they really, really build character. Um, and so for you guys, if you you may already be in a season of becoming and looking to walk into the promised land. So it's important in that season that you prioritize understanding who got you there. Never. You're not self-made. You're God made. You know what I mean? You're not self any Thing. So it's important that you really, really say goodbye to yourself and allow God to 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 live on the inside of you um, so that you can really walk into that promised land. And it's important to be careful of ego and greed. And a lot I, I do think ego and greed are really rooted in selfishness. The reason why people are greedy, the reason why people have such a big ego is because they think they have something to do with their success. And the reason why I talk about God so much in this podcast, the reason why God is going to, to be a bigger part of this podcast is because I understand that this is his doing. You know, he's the reason I'm in the season I'm in right now. He's going to be he's the reason why I'm going to enter into an even better season. And I'm going to keep telling y'all about him because you're going to understand that I may be good at what I do, but I'm bet I'm I'm excellent because of God, period. Um, so yeah, so that wraps up what I wanted to talk about with the seasons. Feel free to tweet us at BGB Podcast or tweet me at Tatum Tamia, uh, comment on our Instagram at black girl bosses or send me a message or whatever at Tatum to let me know what you think about the show and or what you think about the seasons what season you're in etc um, and I'll be back with questions and I'm back with questions. If you guys want to ask a question to be answered on the show, go to www.blackgirlbosses.com. Click on the Ask a Boss tab and you can submit your questions there. So this question says, hey, Tatum, I listen to your podcast and I love it. My best friend and I are going to open an online clothing store and we are currently working on finding a manufacturer. I know that in the podcast, you and Milan talked about finding your niche first slash your target audience. And I'm thinking we should create a survey before we actually buy items to find our target audience and what they like but she thinks that we should wait to do that so we can attach the survey to their purchase email can I have your insight please okay first of all um, before developing your target audience I think that you should well, not think before developing your target audience, you need to find your unique selling proposition. Um, I talked about this a lot during this episode, but figure out what makes and it's funny because I really used a, a boutique as an example before reading this question. But um, make sure that you figure out what makes your clothing store different from everybody else. Like, what is it? Why are your clothes different? It has to be more than just the clothes. You know, I've seen the same clothes on different boutiques. So what makes your boutique different from 
from the others? Is it the convenience? Is it the quality for the price? Is it like what what really is it? Um, so figure that out first. Or and then after you do that, then you really focus in on the target audience that needs that specific unique selling proposition. Because what happens is if you do it backwards, if you do your target audience before you do your unique selling proposition, then you may end up selling them something that they don't need when you start with the or trying to sell them something that they don't need. So your business at the end of the day is supposed to solve a need. And if the need is not there, you're going to have to work 10 times as hard to convince them why they need to buy it. So and with this type of business, it's supposed to be passive. You know what I mean? This is a clothing a product-based business. So it's important that you develop the unique selling proposition first because then your target audience is going to come from that. So using my same example from the beginning of the show, if you are starting, let's say, a skincare brand and you are, you say you want your target audience to be millennial black women, okay, that's still broad. And who says that all millennial black women need what you're offering? So if you start with the unique selling proposition, instead and you say I'm going to start a clothing um, not clothing I'm going to start a skincare business that caters towards people with dry skin then you're able to your target audience is going to come from that it's going to come from is going to become people with dry skin and you can niche it down more than that if you want to um, but that's so specific as far as the need goes then you should be fine and then you can um, start marketing to people with dry skin so for your clothes what is the unique selling proposition you know there's so many boutiques out there so really figure that out first uh, your homegirl is saying that you should um, attach, attach the survey to their purchase email but that's kind of super bad backwards because who's going to how you going to know who to sell to like who's going to purchase to be able to take a survey that doesn't even make sense so definitely take heed to what I said Um, that's my insight and let me know if you have any follow-up questions the next question says love the podcast and listen as much as possible I know it's been briefly discussed before but would love to hear more of your thoughts on the concept of support recently I had a conversation with someone who was saying they don't expect their friends to support them in their endeavors or projects because what they might be doing might not align with them yet on the opposite end it's the concept that your friends should be your biggest supporters and you should surround yourself with people who are going to support you and your brand just curious on advice regarding navigating that so I actually did respond to this person but Milan and I talked about this because we actually disagreed on this I agree with the person that she was talking to as far as I don't think my friends need to be um, buying stuff from my business or anything like that in order to show me support that doesn't I don't require that from them. My idea of support is be my bridesmaid at my wedding. Come, um, let's go to lunch. If I'm having a, a hard day, be there for me. If I accomplish something, let's go out and celebrate. You know, I don't expect my friends to be anything more than my friends. Just because I started a business doesn't mean that they now need to be ambassadors for that business. That's not what I look for in my friends. Um, but it all depends on you. I think that this is 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 
very uh, situational because the same thing, like I might look for certain things in a romantic relationship that other people may not look for. So it totally depends on you and what you need for, from your friends. But I do think it's unfair to ask your friends to um, just be buying all your stuff and coming to all your events or posting everything that you post. That's that's not their job. You know, they're not your employees. Um, and I think it's very much so unfair to ask them to do that. Now, if they do it on their own, that's great. But to hold that against them, if they don't like, I don't know, I don't really think that that's fair. I think that you should if you're looking for friends who are more so like minded, because a lot of what a lot of people do is they try to make their friends entrepreneurs who are entrepreneurs just because they decided to start a business. Now you want your friends to do it or you want your friends to come with you to all these networking events or you want your friends to come to all your events or whatever. That's not what they do. You know, so I would just pray and ask God to send people in your life who are like-minded and um and you guys can support each other in that way but don't require don't hold that against your friends because they didn't sign up to be your business brand ambassador but if it's something that's important to you because this is very much so um depending on what you need then talk to them about it you know what I mean but my perspective is that I just need my friends to be my friends and that's it Next question says, what's your favorite thing about being a black girl boss? Man, um, my favorite thing, to be honest, is just the freedom of my time, just the freedom to do what I want with my life. Like, I love it. I love not having that feeling of like today is um, Martin Luther King Day. So I'm working today. It ain't really no holiday for me, but some people live for these type of days because they get a day off of work or when you're coming to the end of a vacation you're like oh I'm so salty I gotta go back to work on Monday I don't have that feeling you know it's the freedom of my time the freedom to know that my business is mine the, the freedom to know that when I have kids I can leave them something you know the freedom to know that my success is in my me in God's hands you know what I mean it's not in, I don't have to sell a boss on why I need to get a raise or anything like that that's my favorite thing to be honest the freedom to just be who God called me to be and all of that 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 entails without the restrictions of a job that's the first thing and and um the second thing is the people that I'm able to help you know to watch people's businesses grow and become successful as a result of working with me is amazing you know what I mean like the fact that people listen to this podcast and your lives are able to be positively impacted is 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 so surreal to me. So aside from the freedom of my time, just the results of the calling on my life or the results uh, of other people's lives because of my decision to become a black girl boss is just, it's, it's the, the most amazing feeling in the world. Okay. Um, somebody asked a question. I can't find it. Will there ever be a black girl boss brunch? Nope. I have absolutely no desire to do a brunch. Milan has a great brunch. It's called the Entrepreneur Hers Brunch. It's in March. It's in Atlanta. So if you guys are in Atlanta, definitely go to entrepreneurhers.com uh, or go to the Milan Mobley on Instagram. She posts posts uh, stuff on there about it. So go to her brunch. I think there are enough brunches out there. Um, I'm good on doing my own brunch. I don't see the point. 
Uh, somebody said, I'm sad Milan moved to Atlanta. You all work so well together. Will you and Milan work on future projects together? Um, well, Milan's going to be a bridesmaid in my wedding. So we're working on that project together. <laughs> um, me getting married. Um, but yeah, we work well together. But Milan and I are friends. You know what I mean? It's not like she's moving out of my life you know what I mean you guys will see more of us on social media and stuff like that because we do have an actual relationship um, but as far as like future projects it depends it just all has to make sense if it makes sense both uh, S-E-N-S-E as well as C-E-N-T-S then I'm all for it um, but if not no it just it just all depends it depends on where the wind blows for that or what God wants us to do um, in the future and then the last question, how do you get the strength to dress up slash put on clothes when you've been working all night on your brand and your business? How do you manicate the manicate Jesus? How do you manage slash allocate uh, your time to build your business? I'm always tired. So we talked about this on episode 54. So I suggest going to episode 54 about developing the discipline to succeed, um, finding the strength to dress up. To be honest, I work from home a lot. So me putting on clothes and all of that requires nothing. You know, I, I work mostly in like sweats and stuff like that. So I don't have to. But when um, I was still working my nine to five and I had to get dressed for work, it's all about preparation. You know, I would I wear I would wear weaves a lot because it requires less work to do my hair. Um, I didn't really wear makeup that much makeup to work. So I didn't have to worry about all of that. But I would like prepare um, my outfits at night. So ironing my clothes, putting my clothes up, out um, and things like that. So when I got up, all I had to do was really get dressed. I didn't have to to think about what I was going to wear and try it on. Like, oh, that don't look right. You know, all of that little girl stuff, that little girly stuff that we do that takes time. Um, I didn't have to do that. And then um, also... I understand the thing of always being tired, but you have to figure out how to function in that tiredness, how to not look like you're tired, how to still show up and, and show out while being tired. So you have to find whatever that inner motivator is for you to be able to get it done anyway. And also a lot of times being tired, um, it it derives from not taking care of ourselves. So you saying, uh, talking about being up, working all night on your brand and on your business. I never did that. I would never sacrifice my sleep for anything because one, I'm not a nice person when I don't get sleep. <laughs> so we just going to start there. Um, so I would really make sure when I was, when I was budgeting my time that I included my eight hours, I really only need six, but I, I budgeted my six hours of sleep. So it's important that you do that because you need that time to really recharge so that you can wake up and accomplish everything that you have to do that day. So I would challenge you to really look at everything you spend in time on, put sleep back into the equation and take away time from other things because you need to sleep. I mean, also figure out like, what do you need to motivate you? Do you need to create like I had, I used to have like a digital vision board to where I created, it was an app. I forgot the name of it, but it was an app that I created a vision board on and it was the background of my phone so whenever I looked at my phone I knew what I was working towards um, whenever I listened to a podcast it was something that inspired me to get back to work so really figure out how you can create that that um, 
those things to really maintain your motivation and more importantly, how you can be more disciplined so that you're able to get things done regardless. So go back to episode 54. We really went into detail about that and set your cute clothes out the night before. So you ain't got to think about it. Amazon Business Honors, Ricardo Gurgel, owner of Veggie Root Tavern. This week, Ricardo saved big and used Amazon Business to help his team buy commercial deep fryers at a quantity discount. Because even veggies can be fried. I'm going to need two orders of fried fiddleheads. With business buying easier than before, Ricardo now uses his extra time to focus on growing some. 